You're listening to Not The Wifey Type, the podcast, a cape-free zone where we share stories and break down strength and struggle narratives to reimagine lives with us at the center. I'm your host, Kayla Charleston. Now let's get into it. Since today's episode is about friendship, I thought it would be appropriate to have none other than the person saved in my phone as the love of my life, Ashley. You are the love of mine. <laughs> um, first, how long have we known each other? Oof. Um, Did we meet in high school or middle school? High school. I'd say we've known each other closer to 20 years at this point than it has been 10, though. Good Lord. I know. Time has flown. <laughs> So, uh, I thought maybe you could join me for um, story time this episode, and we could talk about the time when... <laughs> Spit it out. <laughs> nothing, too, nothing embarrassing when we um, threw water balloons in your neighborhood. You remember that one time? Oh, you don't remember? Sure, we did it. I don't, okay. I don't. <laughs> so, we, I think we were bored, and we decided to get some water balloons... And throw them at cars. You do you remember? Oh that? my God, Kayla! Yes, I remember this now. Yeah. So I feel Did like it went. Like- yes. Okay. So yes. So we got bored and decided to throw some water balloons at cars passing by, and <laughs> you know it was going well at first. I, I believe, right? It was going well, and then I think yes. we connected with a car. We hit a car, and I don't think they liked it. They said know. you got the wrong one today little black girl (laughs) did you do you remember if they were white um i feel like for no i was about to say for them to have stopped they had to have been black but now you throw something in somebody's car somebody gonna stop your ass so um well yes they chased us down and we ran (laughs) (laughs) forgot all about that and For me, my life flashed in front of my eyes because I didn't know what this person (laughs) was about to do to us if they caught us. And Ashley, do you remember where you hid? Or were you trying to hide? Where you pulled me out of? Oh, (laughs) under the car! Under a car. (laughs) You almost left my ass. You did leave my ass. I'm out in the open and you try to crawl under a damn car. I was not about to die alone, okay? You made sure to snatch my ass from underneath that car. Am I allowed to curse? I'm sorry. No, yeah. Everybody asked that. It's fine. I cussed. Okay. Yeah, we got, we threw water balloons at cars. One of them chased us. We ran for our lives. Ashley left me out to drive to climb under a car. (laughs) I don't know how she thought she was going to fit all that ass under that car. (laughs) Oh my God. And I didn't. It did not work. (laughs) And then apparently I tried to pull her back out. <laughs> that part I don't remember. Do you remember the time we uh, we were, I guess, roughhousing, wrestling, fighting over your auntie's house, and we like we were shaking the floors and it made the brick or brick break. We broke a mirror. Oh, well, I remember that because I had to pony up some money for that. But uh, <laughs> her little porcelain figurines were shaking on the shelves and they broke I forgot them. about that one wow <laughs> she was why pissed would, why would we like this I don't know oh lord we and we ain't changed much either is the <laughs> <laughs> well yes 
Yeah. That's okay. that's 20 years of friendship for you. Well, almost 20 years. Let's talk about it. So what were some of the things that you learned growing up or you were told growing up about your friendships with women or friendships with girls? Unfortunately, I was not taught very good things about having outside friendships with women. My mom, though, she's grown a lot now. She, like a lot of women, has had a lot of internalized misogyny. So to her, women are, you know, you can't, don't trust a woman around your man and don't, you know, a woman will turn on you in a minute and stuff. And that that is not true. Um, but also, like, in my household growing up, and like, friendship was a really insular thing. Like, you're, you friends, you have siblings. Those are your friends. So for me to branch out and make as many friends, especially girlfriends, as I did, was definitely, like, not the norm in my household. I've always been jealous of people or envious of people who have sisters and female cousins and things like that, because I don't have that. And so why? Please don't be. Because there's never any food in the house when you have siblings. Like, even if it's your food, please don't, uh-uh, don't, don't feel that way. But people who have sisters and female cousins around their age and stuff, like you said, it's insular and you always have, fam- I mean, you always have friends and stuff. I grew up without that. And we definitely be mobbing. But the downside, <clears throat> the downside, Kayla, is like, okay, and that's something that I envy of you. When something is no longer serving you or something like you're growing apart from somebody, like you cannot tell your cousin, this relationship is not serving me anymore. So, you know, we're going to have to uh, peacefully separate. They're like, bitch, what you talking about? Like, <laughs> I don't want to be bothered with you no more is what I mean. And that's just not a thing. So <laughs> it's that's really true. It's probably hard to have um, certain boundaries with with family that's also friends. Absolutely. Um, I would dare to say that that's the biggest issue in having um, such like close friendships with with members of your family because they don't ever know when when is too much. Everybody's personality is different. And that is the treat that you get in getting to know somebody outside of your family. You're going to recognize their boundaries because they're going to tell you. But Mm -hmm. People do not necessarily respect them when you're related. Oh, we blood. No, I'm still going to bust you in your shit. You can keep it up, but yeah. (laughs) Well, my mom, I feel like my mom has also internalized a lot of misogyny because I heard the same type of thing. Like, um, first of all, she still calls women females and I still cringe every time she does it. And she talks and (laughs) yeah, yeah. And she also, yeah, and she also is like, girls are going to be jealous of you, and uh, it's just... And it's true, but I mean, she says it with love, but when, you know, when they say that, because my mom says the same thing, and that's their go-to answer. Oh, if we fell out, girl, you know it's because she's jealous of you. Mom, no, (laughs) mama, no. It's because we actually have beef, like legitimate beef. So, yeah. That's the only thing they got. But yes, yes. So my mom did the same thing and, or, or said that women are catty and, you Mm -hmm. know, she just can't, she don't really like having too many female friends and all that stuff. So I got the same messages as well, which is interesting because to be honest, that has never really been like the things that my mom warned me about have never really been my, um, overall experience having women friendships like yeah there are women who are jealous and envious but 
in general, if I think about my friendships, I have not had those issues where I'm dealing with bitches that are just acting crazy because, you know, they're, they're envious or, or whatever. So how do you think that society's portrayal of friendships, uh, women friendships actually impacts friendships? Or do you think it actually impacts friendships? All these messages about women are catty and jealous definitely. and yeah. Definitely affects it. Um, I, but though I honestly do think it depends on, on the people and their level of consciousness, like, um, especially with the internalized misogyny. Um, I think it can keep women from getting closer because that internalized misogyny is feeding that inner voice of distrust. It's like triggering the imp of the perverse. Like you, the, okay. So how we counter that is you have to vet your friends. You have to vet, especially as an adult. So you, we need to start vetting our friends. Like we vet the people that we're looking at to be our partners, or our lovers with questions like that before you commit yourself to them in a friendship. Cause then it's like, if you think this way, then you probably act a certain way as well. And I don't want you treating me like that. I'm really trying to have a sincere relationship with you. And I don't want you to like have like a certain or secret feelings about me. And then when you do meet somebody that thinks that way, that thinks the, we'll just call it the female way, that thinks the female way, then you kind of have to hold them at arm's length until they have grown. So, I mean, um, society is not friendly towards female or woman-based friendships. One, because they don't want us to unite. God forbid we unite and start to really take things over and, like, get things done the way that they should have been. But, I mean, there's always going to be some dissenters. There's always going to be some women who hold steadfast to not wanting those deep friendships. I mean, what did Cat Williams say? I believe he said, you can lead a hoe to water, but you can't make a thing. (laughs) That guy, cat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, I think that's a really good point in terms of uh, approaching friendships. Like when you think that um, women are just catty and jealous and, and, you know, out to steal your man or whatever, that's how you mm-hmm. are going to approach other women, right? And I think that's, mm-hmm. that makes me, um, that reminds me of like when women say, oh, I don't, I don't have female friends or I can't do females uh, friendship was friendships with females because they're X Y Z, and I and it makes me wonder. Like, are you the issue? In- uh-huh. <laughs> because uh-huh. yeah. I ain't really had them issues. So same. So then, it, then it becomes who hurt you or what you done done, ma'am. Like that, you still feel that way well into adulthood. Yeah, but yeah. Society is super toxic towards women friendships, and I I really hate it for us. What are your thoughts on how heterosexual women value friendship between women versus romantic relationships with men? Uh, ooh, it's pretty unfortunate because we really do our, we really, the way we value our friendships with each other versus, or I guess heterosexual women versus how our relationships are with men, we really ooh, treat our friendships badly. They always seem to suffer. Um. <clears throat> I think that the reason why we value them less, and I do believe we value them less to answer your question, is because you sometimes you feel, and this is a childish way of thinking, like, 
my girlfriends are always going to be there. So it's okay for me to, uh, to abandon my friendship with my girlfriend and go chase after this guy or pursue this romantic relationship because you're operating from a place of lack. You're thinking that you're, relationship is going to suffer if you do not center the man so then you you're decentering your friendship but like that's the friendship that's a relationship that's lifelong that's a relationship that's built you up but like going back to your question it seems like we don't value them at all when you're when we're younger i do think we value them more but then that's because men are not quite all the way in the equation and i hate that too and then mm-hmm. when you're older like way older again men start to leave the equation so then you can get back to what really like serves you on the inside what makes you feel good and it you know it feels good to have a really good friendship with somebody but we really do like we let that fear and that like the operating from lack control the way we treat our friendships so i think we don't value them a lot and let me take that back i say we because it's something that i've noticed and it's something that i've called my own self out on but i am actively working to not continue that in the future decentering my friendships so i am trying to hold them more valuable especially since like i mean where would i be without a woman like in her friendship so but Mm -hmm. yeah i think in general to answer your question we don't value them as much we like there's barely even a comparison like oh we gotta i gotta make should i take out a man girl (laughs) i gotta i'm gonna holler at you later (laughs) yeah i kind of hate that about about us and when i say us i mean like heterosexual women how centered how centered men are in even in our relationships with women and can I okay can I can I be honest can I be can I talk about okay so yes you can (laughs) (laughs) okay so I think we've stopped talking like two or three times in the past however many decades it's been and I think regardless of who initiated because I think we've both been the one to initiate not talking to each other and I think each time it's happened it's been something about it's involved like a guy and it's so wild to me because none of them have been worth it. And it's not for people listening. Mm-hmm. It's not because we were like, that's my man, you know, nothing like that. Oh, but yeah. We don't play that. We don't. No. We don't. <laughs> <laughs> no, but like something to do with a guy. And I just, it's just, I don't even know how to articulate how much I have been bothered by that because. I just feel like it's not, it's never worth losing a day of friendship with a woman over a guy, period. Because like you said, they're the ones who are going to be there for you at the end of the day, your, your women friendships. Absolutely. Yeah. So I, I feel like we do as heterosexual women value French or relationships with men, romantic relationships with men much more than we do value heterosexual. I mean, shit. Heterosexual women value relationships with men, romantic relationships with men, much more than we value platonic relationships or whatever kind of relationships with women. And I think that has a lot to do with how um, marriage is like seen as the ultimate relationship. Mm-hmm. And so anything outside of that, anything outside of that monogamous partnering with the man is seen as less important or something that should take a back burner to, you know, get those. Do you want to dive into that? Do you want to like talk? Do you want to yeah, talk let's about talk it about in it. detail? 
okay. <laughs> I don't have a problem discussing this now because I'm like a super grown at this point. But uh, me and Kayla actually had fell out for for years, and that was my that was my doing. And it like I don't blame Kayla whatsoever, and I did blame her in the past, but that was because I was being really childish, actually, and also like making me in the center of my universe, like. Um, I had been dating a guy and Kayla was really concerned about, you know, my overall, overall well-being. Um, and I mean, which was really noble now that I look back, but I felt like she was, I felt like you were like patronizing me, I guess. I felt like you were like talking to me in the way that you would talk to a child, like, like you and I both know now that the guy that I was dating was not worth it. But back then, I was afraid. Like, I was like, this might be my husband or something. This might be my baby. Fah. Okay. Like, I'm trying not to topple this relationship over here with you, with your your faux worry. You're fine. Like, it, everything is going to be fine and you tripping. But that's not how you handle stuff at all. Like, especially with a friendship that has been as long lasting as the friendship that Kayla and I have had. And I completely cast our friendship to the side. Like I, and I've apologized vehemently, but I'm apologizing again because like it sincerely wasn't worth it, but I had to, you, stuff like that, you have to figure out on your own. You have to fall on your face. And, and okay. So, okay. Let me, let me say, I want to, I want to um, acknowledge your feelings in terms of saying that you feel like I was being patronizing because I probably was because I can be that way sometimes so I want to acknowledge that as well like if you felt patronized I probably was being patronizing so it's never a reason for me to have like stopped talking to you for long as long as I did though that was super childish like way childish but okay so I think I remember it a little differently than you I think you're you I feel like what we fell out about was about a different guy <laughs> than the one you're thinking of. Um, I was thinking, well, I mean, we could say his name because hell, we he and I are still cool. I thought it was like during the time of I don't think it was about him though. Oh, okay, <laughs> tell me. You don't remember? <laughs> I Kayla, I'm not gonna lie to you. Depression and anxiety uh robs me of my memory. <laughs> okay, that's valid. That is legit because I have memory issues as well, bitch. But I I feel like it was about some guy that you uh, like were dating for a, a few weeks or something, and you found out he went to the movies with some girl, and you sent me her Instagram and was like, "Look at her Instagram," and I was like, "I'm not about to talk to you about. I'm not about to talk bad about this girl to you because we about to be thirty, and <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not doing this." And I think you, I think you said back something about um, me the way I was talking to you or whatever, and I don't know. I just remember it being about some guy that you had only been dating for like a few weeks and he went out. Damn, with I do not remember this, but I would <laughs> like to. <laughs> I really would like to, because that sounds even worse. <laughs> I don't remember having a huge issue with. Um, I think, well, I thought that it was with him because it was like your backsliding, like with dating him. And especially after this guy has like done you wrong already and you use me as your shoulder to cry on, and that's not, you know, like, I can't take it no more. Like, 
I also, like I've acknowledged, I feel like you definitely have a lot of empathic ways. And when I come and dump all of that stuff on you, that is not fair to you or any friend. So I thought that was what it was about. But I am definitely good, honey, <laughs> for a CSI operation when I'm trying to figure out who the other woman is. Um, yeah, so that's not surprising me <laughs> here. But I am ashamed. Please know. <laughs> <laughs> it's in the past it's in the past no hard feelings <laughs> i am sorry girl Woo! oh you don't, need to, you don't need to keep apologizing because i mean it's not like i haven't struggled with the same thing like centering men um in my friendships or in in general in my life because i think that and i mean my friendships my friendships with women have always been important but I think that the energy that I, in the past, that I've devoted to whether or not a guy likes me or did I do this right? Did I take that out of context? What does this mean? Is he trying to play me? Like all this energy, I feel like is much better Mm -hmm. spent enjoying the fullness of relationships or the fullness of friendship between women rather than putting these types of conversations at the center. And so at this point, I refuse to let my friendships with women be dominated by these types of conversations because my women friends are my forever friends. These niggas, probably not so much. So, man, there was, and and it was a girl named. Now I just now remembered that. Yeah. I, whoo, Lord, thank you, Lord for the growth. Oh my gosh. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well, okay so whatever happened with him because <laughs> i never figured i never we never talked about it ever again so what happened with him um i'm very much telling on myself for my trash mentality back then but <laughs> like and who lord had to tell on myself but because, wait folks like, wait, wait wait folks this was four years this was what four years ago <laughs> oh, okay <laughs> all right so yeah what but um like i just Ooh, I don't, I'm trying to figure out a way to word it appropriately. Let me just say, I did not feel at the time that she and I were women of the same caliber. For, so for him to have done that while we were trying to become a thing, like it was like the ultimate insult to me because I'm like, here I am trying to work on being this bad bitch. And this is, this is, I didn't even know that girl for me to have like made judgments on her anyway, but I was like, so this is what you you running off with on the side when you're trying to date me. And so now you got to go. And you know what? Like, we literally fell off after that. I guess my, my ego was like, oh, nigga, you got me fucked up. So, I mean, even after I had fell out with you, then I literally cut him off after that. And, oh, he was fine. So I know I was working from a place of confidence back then. But it was, it was trash because, I mean, it wasn't her fault. It was his fault. So mm-hmm. here I am falling out with all of these people off of lord Mm, mm, mm. i was centering him and uh, he should never have been part of the equation so learning experience yeah we learn and we grow so what have been or have there been any challenges for you about friendships with women and if there have been what have they been Yes, there definitely have been. Um, one, well, hell, that what we just talked about was a good example. But I would say the biggest challenge is growing pains. Like those are the hardest to navigate about women friendships because those are also the hardest 
to navigate about being a woman. Our lives have to be very fluid being a woman because throughout life, we are the ones having to accommodate change the most. And friendship with women, it offers, it often suffers from that. Like what we were just talking about when you're in a serious relationship, then you're not putting in the time to continue nurturing your friendship that you had. Or when you have a baby, when you get married, like then you stop thinking about your counterparts and you really, you should keep thinking about them because they are the circle who's going to keep you fortified. And yeah, we don't get a chance to do that. And especially with myself, I always like, there's a list of priorities in the back of my mind. And the more I grow, the more things I go through, I'll forget to put my friendship where it used to be. And so it'll keep slipping to the till is at the bottom of the list. And then it turns into she and I don't even know each other anymore because I went through all these changes and didn't take my relationship with her with me. So the growing pains, that's been the biggest challenge. Ooh, that's a good answer. Um, but I never felt like, <laughs> what am I trying to say? I never felt like you gave me less time because you really? were with a guy. Yeah, I never felt like that. And I have friends who have done that. Like, get a new dude and I, I don't hear from, from for months at a time. I never felt like you did that. But um, in terms of, I think that's a really good point in terms of how women are, are expected to shift and change throughout life and their whole lives yeah so like when you have a child like it's it's more than likely going to be the woman who is taking on the brunt of child care and Mm -hmm. you know when you get married you're supposed to prioritize that relationship so Mm -hmm. it is women who end up shifting so that was great especially if you're not at the same point in your lives like you know some women foster whole new friendships off the back of oh we're in this pacifier testing course together because we're both moms (laughs) we're team mom or uh oh girl i met this girl in the lingerie group because i'm trying to get sexy for my nigga so that's how we bond but like you you're neglecting who you are and you foster new friendships off of a status in your life like no mm-hmm. no uh, i will say though I mean, i'm glad that you said that that does make me feel better that i did not take any time away from us while um in a relationship with anybody but something i had to check myself on with you and i have to continuously check myself because i guess that's a part of growing is quit talking about the nigga like our relationship is not about girl Quiet for me so good last night. Let me tell you about it. No, who cares? Who cares? That's not what we're talking about today, baby. Like, yeah. <laughs> and that is something I also have to check myself on is, okay, how much of my time spent with my, you know, in my women friendships is spent talking about men and, you know, mm-hmm. what, he, what he did wrong or what he did right or whatever the fuck. How much is spent talking about and since still centering men, even in my friendships with women so yeah that's something I've had to reevaluate I have a whole friendships that I have to think about hmm what's the value of this friendship beyond just uh, mm-hmm. a shoulder to cry on when a when a nigga ain't acting right or, or whatever so, right yeah and, and then again I guess you can have different friends for different reasons like that but are they are, your, are they really your friends or are they like really good acquaintances that you bonded with off the back of that or trauma bonds because the only Oof, thing we talk about <laughs> because the only thing we talk about is when a nigga done traumatized a new nigga done traumatized us. Mm-hmm. So how do you deal with envy or insecurity in friendships? Okay. Um okay. Actually, can I start? Oh, can I start? Yeah. <laughs> this is you are the boss, girl. Yes. <laughs> 
So I don't know if I've ever shared this with you, but like, I think when we were in undergrad, particularly when we were roommates, I think that was when I was the most envious of you. And it's because, fix your face, bitch. (laughs) (laughs) And no, it's because it has to do with like body image, right? So I feel like everybody or most people have like, oh man, if I had X, Y, Z, you wouldn't be able to tell me nothing. Or, oh, if I look like this, I'll be out doing X, Y, Z. For me, I I don't know very many women who got like the total package in terms of body-wise, right? So Uh you got ass and titties, you in there. (laughs) You got both. What you mean? (laughs) So, so, and, and also like you, like you, you were the you were the girl who's on the front of King magazine. That's what you girl, represented me. Girl. <laughs> you are. You're like the first person. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. So for me to to be like your roommate, I felt like you were what was idolized, idealized, I guess, by men. And I realize now that this was me centering the male gaze and like. Uh-huh fuckability or desirability according to men but like for me and my own body image issues living with you and like being around someone who had the like in my eyes at the time the perfect body or whatever that was (laughs) i hope that that didn't come out in any way because like when i do feel envy towards friends i try not to be that girl that people say that that women are and like act acting catty towards somebody because you're jealous or envious or whatever. Um, so, you have never treated me. You've never treated me badly. No, no, you haven't. So if you did feel that way, I I didn't know. Yeah. So there I you, appreciate now you, that. Now you know. Um, and I think I got, oh, I think what helped to get over it or to get past it was realizing realizing that I was centering men, honestly, and, and their gaze and, you know, what they see as attractive and using that as a, as a way to appraise myself. So once I recognize, okay, bitch, these aren't even your standards. So why are you like using them to compare yourself and judge yourself when you could just be going where you're celebrated, right? Instead of pining after what's a mess. Yeah. One last thing. The difference between jealousy and envy, I want to say that real quick because there's a difference for people who are listening. So jealousy, well, envy is when someone has something that you want and jealousy is when some is when you're afraid someone's going to take something that you have. So like, for example, if you have a friend who gets a promotion and um, they now they have this cool job where they're making all this money or whatever, and you're maybe stuck in a job that you don't really like, you would be, you might be envious that they have this cool new job. But say that friend starts making work buddies and hanging out with work friends. Um, you might be jealous that the work buddies are going to take your friend from you. So that's the difference between envy and jealousy for people who may be listening and not sure. So what is what about you? What is what is your? Uh, I've absolutely I've been jealous. Um, I feel like I've definitely... Okay, to backtrack and, and and counter, you're telling me that I've been jealous of you all the time about your like your intellect and your brain Bitch, is literally unmatched. Girl, are you serious? Like Yes, I'm like, serious. <laughs> the the talks that you know, the FaceTime combo we had with James the other day and I and he pointed out how intelligent one of my exes was and I said, 
he and Kayla both have a photographic memory to where you can look at something once and then you know it after that. Like being in college with you and you can learn something so effortlessly and people will, I'm, people will regard me as like three fifths of a whole idiot. Like, even though you know I'm not, but like, shit, like, whew, girl. And the fact that like, not only are you smart, Kayla, you've been able to, like your drive has been able to get you places. Like discipline will get you things that motivate once the motivation dies. That I feel like has been a contributing factor as to why you're so successful. Like you are really doing the damn thing. And a lot of times I do not have that discipline paired with intellect. Like I'm operating on a wing and a prayer and I'd be having like, bro, did just know that I I definitely have been in the shadows wishing I can uh, put two and two together the way that you can. So just please know that. So it's so wild to me how, other people uh, it's so wild to me other people's perception of you because of like ourselves so like there's how we perceive ourselves and there, there's how other people perceive ourselves it's so crazy to me how those can be so like mix matched because mm-hmm. i feel like you're like we're on the same level in terms of intelligence and i'm Not never shut up Not bitch i'm talking <laughs> Sorry. my bad but I've never felt like I wasn't um, uh, quote unquote equally yoked or whatever. And I, I feel like, I feel like in ways you've led me. Like I remember you being on some shit that I wasn't on and you were reading books and shit that I wasn't thinking about. So I don't, it's so wild to me how our perceptions can be so um, unaligned or misaligned with how other people perceive us. And then also imposter syndrome is real as fuck because yes. <laughs> I don't feel as, well, I do feel smart, but I don't feel like I am super driven or uh, disciplined or all that shit. So we're going to have to put a pin in this conversation for when we off uh, offline. Cause <laughs> I want to go in depth about this. Like we got some talking to do about this. <laughs> but um, to answer your question, hell, I felt I too lord um i definitely have felt a, a measure of envy or and or jealousy with a lot of my friendships including like some of my most recent ones like i told you like some of the friends i have are like absolutely gorgeous but like ooh, you have to like you said you have to remember is this about me or is this about the male gaze but to answer your question how do i deal with it um by doing shadow work I didn't know it was shadow work until somebody explained to me that that was what I was actually doing. But it has helped for me to just sit down in those feelings. And I have to ask myself questions about the feelings. I'm questioning myself. I'm questioning the feeling. Why do I feel the way that I do about this? Is there something about me that feels inadequate that's led me to feel this way? Or is it something about my friend? Like, is my friend making me feel inadequate? Or are those feelings I like feel on my own from outside factors and stuff like and it helps me to write it down i'll tear it up sometimes sometimes i don't or i'll just like stream like a stream of consciousness in my notes app on my phone but as long as i sit down and get deep off into that uncomfortableness i find that like it always like levels out and i don't have the time my friends won't even know because i really be trying to do the work even though i didn't even know that's what you call it doing the work it was just like sitting down and girl, okay, let's think about this because you need to get yourself together. So shadow work. Yeah, that's really important. F- getting to the root of why do I feel this way? 
That shit is hard, though. <laughs> it's fucked. Yeah. Especially if, like, you're not mature enough to, to do it. Sometimes you want to blame it on other shit or, or take it out on other people. Like, I don't, we've never done that to each other, I feel. But, like, I've definitely seen it play out in other friendships and stuff, which is sad. Whew, whew. This is, <laughs> is kind of nice. <laughs> um, what has friendship with women meant for you or how has it enriched your life? Let me just start off by saying friendship with women means everything to me. It really does, especially now that I'm getting older. Um, it's greatly enriched my life because of honestly, like the nature of a woman. Like I just, now that I appreciate being a woman, I can pre- appreciate the things about the divine feminine in other women as well. Like no one is going to correct you sincerely like a woman is going to. Like no one is, but no one is going to like, pick you up the way that a woman does and no one is going to teach you about life the way that a woman will because nine times out of ten when a woman is teaching you something or telling you something that she feels like you need to know it that wisdom did not come without pain so i appreciate that that means you're investing into me and with no expected return on it like that is just like women that sort of selfless love you cannot get anywhere else and it has definitely like it's changed my life so i'm definitely been a girl group kind of girl like i've i've had been in i'd say around like two clicks at this time and then still also had additional friendships on the side like i like moving in packs it's fun to me all the different personalities of women i adore and what it is like okay me we know men think more logically and women think more emotionally but the the good thing about that is when it comes to communication nobody's going to reach down to you nobody's going to have that heart to heart with you so you can understand the way that a woman is a man's just going to be like look this is what i'm telling you this is the real a woman especially if she loves you i'm telling you this because a b and c and you know last year when ray ray and them did a b and c and it made you feel away this is what i'm talking about like they get, we be giving each other graphs and pie charts and stuff like just to make you feel good. Like, are you serious? So, I mean, it's uh, my relationships with women, even the ones that I didn't particularly care for, like a friend of me, all those relationships have still taught me more and, and made me grow more than any relationships I've had with other beings. So mm-hmm. that was great. <laughs> <laughs> I'm talking for other people the way like the way that women have been for me. Yeah, so. uh, yes, that's my only hope too. And I, I agree. I feel like women invest so much in their friendships, in our friendships. Mm-hmm. And for me, it's. I feel like when the rest of the world is gaslighting black women, other black women Girl. are where I can go to. Mm-hmm feel seen and know that I'm not going to be gaslit or abused or whatever else. So that's what yeah. friendships with women have been, uh, have meant for me. It's just like home or my safe old- space. Yeah. Like I, I don't, I have never, to be honest, I don't think I've ever experienced that kind of that, that level of like being seen with a, with a man. Right. So mm-hmm. it's, it's only, it's only other women, it's only black women that I have, <clears throat> I have, like ever felt that depth of of knowing or being affirmed um mm-hmm. so yeah 
Um, do Isn't you it really, crazy? Oh. That's like our battle cry. What? I'm sorry. Like that's like it sounds like my clarion call. Like the the Malcolm X quote: uh, "The most disrespected." person in america is a black woman the most neglected that's like calling us all right calling the troops like almost like i'm sorry that was <laughs> no but it's for real that's for real and i feel like people have been using that a lot lately i've seen it a lot more like mm-hmm. lately but um let me draw let me see if you remember this okay do you uh-huh. remember <laughs> do you remember the pact we made I don't know. We've done some crazy shit. <laughs> oh, we're gonna do some crazy. No, what? What did the? What did it consist of? If we if we're not married by forty, you still don't remember. Did we say we was gonna be lesbians or something? What did we say? <laughs> I don't. Th- I don't think we were, we had made a practical full lesbian, but I. <laughs> I think I think we had said if we're not married by forty, that we'll live together or something like that. We'll just move in together or something. So that leads me to the next question: Would you be open to like a, a woman-centered life where partnership with a man is not necessarily a priority? And then why or why not? Because because I feel like we were I feel like we were onto something when we made this pact. Okay. <laughs> Definitely. And I'm sure we're not the only pair of friends to do it. I, I swear we're not. Um, but yes, yes, I would. I have arrived to a point in my life now where I have to, I've had to, and I have to currently, you got to say no to a lot of things that and people before you can get to the things that you do want. So, and doing that, you're going to learn a lot when you're saying no. So, and having a monogamous relationship with a man may very well not be something that I will have in this life. So, I mean, instead of crying about it, like I like to be proactive instead of reactive. I'm a results type of person there. Okay. So it's not going to work out with a man the way you wanted to. There is no better nurturer than a woman as a partner, even if a man is a part of the home. And that's because men will always put who first themselves. And, you know, it takes a village to raise a child. And I want my village to share equal parts of emotional labor on top of the physical labor, you know, so I'm absolutely open to the idea. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, yes, I would. And, what, yeah. and what, what would that look like for you? Um, I am open to a variety of ideas. Like I am open to living in a house with a woman. It's got to be a big house though. Cause you know, it's hard for there being two Queens in one castle in the house. Yes, ma'am. Big. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> or, uh, even like a situation like a, a duplex or a triplex, but it's all of us bitches in there together, just in our own units and stuff. And, but there's always somebody there who's, you know, I'm here to help you or, Home girl on the third floor, she's the best at putting together cloth diapers or uh, the second floor. That's where we go to puree this food for these kids or, or the basement. That's, you know, it's soundproof so they can go down there and play with one. Like, you know, like you're taking on the tasks together. And that is something women are amazing. Let me tell you something. Women are just as good as men when it comes to delegating and stuff. So, like, I mean, 
you if it's some people that are some women that you know very well, y'all know y'all strengths, y'all know y'all weaknesses, and y- y'all know how to play on each other, make each other stronger in those areas where you lack. That is the um, that is the best way to do take on a task as difficult as raising a child. So yeah, mm-hmm. I'd like to see something like that if that's what I would do. But I mean. We're not we're like sleeping in the same bed together and stuff. Oh, we're oh one no, we don't, we don't need to do that. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's what I would like to see if I were to undertake something like that. So I saw a tweet recently um, on Twitter. This woman, she, it was something like, I'm 56 years old and I'm never married and never owned a home. And I don't have anything to show for my life at this point. And it made me so sad because I feel like I can't say for sure, of course, because I don't know the woman, but I feel like one of the things that um, impacts that type of, I guess, mindset or feeling that you haven't accomplished anything because you are not married is Mm -hmm. this prioritizing of, you know, partnering with men or whatever. And it made me really sad to think that just because, you know, she had never been married that, she felt like she had never accomplished anything or didn't have anything to show for her life. And it made me realize also that I just, I don't, I don't want that to be me in terms of feeling like I've missed out on life because I'm not partnered or attached to a man. So, mm-hmm. um, and then the other thing you said, you mentioned about like raising kids and how uh, a woman centered life or, or centering women uh, friendships and relationships would help in raising children. To be honest, I think that's part of, that is part of the reason why I'm, or the lack of that is part of the reason why I am so scared to have kids. Really? Um, yeah. So there's several parts of it. There's the, the physical part, which, you know, the fact that your body changes forever and, uh, <laughs> you are kind of sort of risking your life as a black woman to have mm-hmm. a child in the U.S. There's that type of stuff, but there's also like the social aspect. So knowing that women are the ones who, who take on the brunt of childcare and all that stuff. So when I think about becoming a mother in like a nuclear context where it's the, the mom, the dad, and the kid in a household, that shit is scary because... Mm-hmm all I can really see is me sacrificing my identity and like what makes me me to take on this Mm -hmm. role of being a mother. So I think I would be more open to having children if it were in the context of having an extended care network that included other women and not just, you know, my, the father of my child being at the center and the, the, the main, you know, the priority relationship or whatever. Oh, Lord. Uh, okay, so question. Now that we really are doing the work when it comes to decentering men, like, and you're supposed to consider being, your relationship with a man as being the cherry on top to, to life, does it also mean we decenter kids? Or, I mean, or well, what, do you, the kids? Well, what do you mean? You know, some women, they see, you know, I was born to be a mother. I was, I was born to raise children. My mom was one of those people. And so, you know, I don't, I'm at an impasse about that. Like, so since I've been centered men and our children also the cherry on top or the children, like, that's one of those identity crisis questions I'm working through. What do you think? Well, okay. So... What do you mean? So, like, the cherry on top of what? Your relationship with a man? 
No, your your own life. Since you said the woman, she said she was fifty six. She didn't have any kids. She didn't have a man. Like, and it it is sad, but I it's not for the reasons that she thinks it's sad. It's sad because that's where you find it worth it. But well, children. she did she did have a kid. She had a kid, but no husband and no house. So that I think that makes it even more interesting because she had a child, but still felt like she had nothing to show for her life because she wasn't married and didn't have a house. Okay, Michael Jordan. So she said, fuck them kids. And <laughs> she said, I ain't got no man. And so that's why my life has no purpose. Oh, Lord, God bless it. I don't yes. know much for that. <laughs> yes. So like, I don't, I don't, I don't see anything wrong with, um, you know, aspiring to having children and feeling like that is, that's what if that's what you want to be your main role in life more power to you but for me it's a fear of mine like that if i ever became a mom that that would be my only or my you primary role i don't think you have to worry about that anymore carla i feel and the reason why i say that is because you've done such a good job of, of like experience well or let me ask you instead of telling you what you don't experience do you feel like your experiences you've traveled the world you are degreed the fuck up. Like you've gotten out and done some of the scary stuff. And some of the scary stuff is what makes you into a person is character building. Do you, do you not feel like some of this right now that you're going through is like some of the big parts of your life so that you don't have to say like, you know, at this point, by the time we have kids, we have kids, we'll be on the older side. So this part of your life, do you not feel like everything you've achieved up to now has been like your defining stuff and then the the being spitting a kid out has been a gorgeous afterthought or gorgeous you know whatever extra i i can see how you would say that i definitely can see how it seems that way i i think part of the issue is that i don't (laughs) and this goes back to like imposter syndrome and all that other shit, but I, I guess I feel like I haven't done that much, and it sounds crazy when I say it out loud, and don't you judge me, okay? I'm <laughs> just wondering what you want to do next. Are you trying to like, all that peace prize? Are you trying to build a plane, Amelia? Like, what are we, what are we trying to do here? I don't know, but okay, so when you put it like that, it, it makes sense. What you said makes sense. It's not like I haven't done anything in my life. It's not like I've never lived alone or I haven't, you know, got an education or seen the world or whatever. I don't know. I guess I just feel like there's more to do. Like, or there is. You're right. (sighs) But do do you feel like what you've defined yourself as so far is good? Do you feel like it's good enough if you had a child tomorrow? Tomorrow? If a baby rocks, you laugh, girl. <laughs> okay, so I think also, okay, so here's the thing, for real, for real. I finished my PhD at 29, and then it took like, so I traveled for like six months, and then it took like a year after that for me to get a decent job, and then the pandemic hit. So <laughs> I almost feel like I haven't been able to be an adult long enough, like adult outside of school, Cause I was in school my, all my whole damn twenties. So I almost feel like I haven't had the chance to be an adult with like money to spend like an adult, um, long enough to be having a kid. And I don't know, maybe that'll change in like a few, a few years. Well, a few years after the pandemic is over and we can go back outside. Maybe it'll change then. I don't know. 
That's a good question. Or also, I think about this also. Maybe I haven't yet met a person that I would want to take on the role of motherhood um, with. So I don't know. I don't know. But I know I would feel a lot better, like, uh, knowing that I had a network of, you know, women around me to help support in my role of being a mother. I ain't doing it without them, okay? I'm not. (laughs) Me and the man is raising the child. Oh, so you mean you raising the child. Okay. That's what that means. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. So... Yeah. And so you mean you wanted you've worked you've done the work to become a fully realized person. So now you want to enjoy being a fully realized person before you have the kids. That's what is that what you're saying? I want to enjoy the fruits of my labor, okay? I know that's right. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh. Amen. So yeah. That's actually my last question. Do you have anything for me? Um, no, I, I want to thank you for having me on the show, but at, as one last thing, like, I do hope you know by now how beautiful you are, because you, you are gorgeous, Kayla, I mean that, I'm not just saying that, like, you're beautiful, not only are you a beautiful person, it's in, oh, you're a beautiful person, but I mean, you are a beautiful black woman, I really hope you feel that way as well. I appreciate that, and you know what I have to do now? Do that weird giggle laugh thing or what? <laughs> you like giggle weirdly? <laughs> no, girl. I'm I was gonna say I have to say it back. Okay, now oh, you already favorite... said it, Kayla. Oh, yes. okay. My favorite, my favorite thing when I give a compliment to someone is is for them to be like, "I'm just a reflection of you." <laughs> you know that shit. Oh, yeah, that you're supposed to touch a black woman's afro and say it softly in her ear. I, yeah, I'm a, I'm a reflection of you, my sister. We are all manifestations of the one, okay? <laughs> Bitch. <laughs> oh, exactly, yes. Okay, well, that was fun. I, ha- I think I have one last thing, though. Okay. I love you. Niggas ain't shit but hoes and tricks. <laughs> oh, no, I love you. I love you more. I love you too. Three, four, five. Thank you for listening to Not the Wifey Type, the podcast. If you love the show, make sure to subscribe so you'll know when new episodes drop and rate and review so others will know how much you love the show too. If you want to keep up with me personally, you can follow me on Instagram at Not the Wifey Type. Until next time, I'm reminding you to belong to yourself.